All right, welcome in everybody. Celtics post game live after really a a heartbreaker um, against San Antonio. Celtics fall by two points, and we'll just jump into the final play of the game. It's really all that it's all uh, about at this point. Um, we'll get into plenty of, of the rest of the game, but uh, let's just. I mean, we'll we'll start with the final sequence. I mean, the Celtics uh, find themselves down two, and and to this point. Um, Jalen Brown's had a miraculous game and I'm going to say a lot of things about Jalen Brown and I'm going to start off by saying he was really good tonight. He was the only reason the Celtics were in the game. He was better. He was the, the only player I would say that, um, uh, that really ha- had a, had a good enough game to, to win. Schroeder's okay. Um, but really the, the Celtics uh, needed him tonight and they, they needed him to be almost perfect and he wasn't. Um, so Jalen Brown um, makes the makes the play against De- Derek White while Derek White's dribbling up the court. Um, you know what? I want to even back up further. Let's go to that offensive possession because the Celtics drive in. I think it was Jalen Brown that drove in, and they they get cut off. And the play there, the play there is obviously what the Celtics were looking for was to get the two for one. Right? Was to go to the basket, get a shot, shoot it fast enough that they you know can get the ball back still with six or seven seconds. Right? It doesn't work. They kick it back out to Marcus Smart and. The idea, I guess, from there is just get the best look you can because we can't force something up here and we need to get a good shot, okay? So Marcus Smart gets the screen from Robert Williams, takes it to the basket, and misses it. It's it's a shot that Marcus Smart has hit before. It's a, you know, it's it's his his uh, go-to layup created a little bit of space and he, he missed it. Um, I didn't love the shot, but uh, I didn't hate it at the same time, the shot at the basket. So Marcus Smart misses it. San Antonio gets the rebound from there. Jalen Brown makes a great play, a really nice play against Derek White. Could have been called a foul, but, you know, we'll leave that alone for now. Um, and gets the strip, dives on the floor, gets after the ball. Great play, jump ball, okay? Jump ball, that's exactly what you want. Jalen Brown versus Derek White. Jalen Brown's got the height advantage. Jalen Brown's got the athleticism advantage. And Jalen Brown loses the jump ball, okay? So that is really... That that is brutal part number one. How do you lose the jump ball to Derek White in that in that spot? Um, you, you needed to win that jump ball. So Dejounte Murray comes away with it. Um, he throws it back in. Then this is where you get on Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum did not have a good game. And I don't know if uh, you know in the chat. Uh, I see Land in the chat already. I don't know if Evans going to be in the chat today. But if Evans in the chat, Evans gonna be gonna be mad about uh, not Ev, Ev, Ev is Ev is off tonight. But Evan, I don't know if you guys have seen in the chat the trade Jason Tatum, uh, Evan. He uh, he's gonna have a field day today, and Jason Tatum did not play well. His first game back from COVID, so maybe you give him a little bit of a break there. But when Dejounte Murray, you know, the, when when Jalen Brown doesn't get that jump ball, and Dejounte Murray throws it back in, okay. He throws it right at Robert Williams and Jason Tatum. Now, Robert Williams kind of misses it. Robert Williams, you know, it, it was it was close. Um, he couldn't quite, uh, he, you know, he couldn't quite come up with it. I don't blame Robert Williams totally for that. Okay, I really don't. Um, but from there, Jason Tatum is behind Robert Williams. So Jason Tatum has the next shot at it. And I went back and looked at that play. And to me, it looked like Jason Tatum was sprinting towards the basket because he just expected Robert Williams to come up with that ball. 
He just expected Robert Williams is going to get that, and I can run out on the fast break, and he's going to get it and pass it to me, and I'll get the layup, which you can't do in that spot, right? Imagine if Jalen Brown, instead of diving for that loose ball, imagine if he runs towards the basket, assumes Marcus will get it, he's behind me, and Devin and Derek White comes up with it, and then, you know, that never, play never happens, right? So you can't do that. I'm getting on Jason Tatum for that. Like, go after the ball. Don't go run for the basket so you can get the game tying back. Get the ball first. Get the ball first. And then your priority is to score. But you can't score if you don't have possession. So go after the basketball. That is that is number one, okay? I, I Honestly, of all the things in this game, I might be the most annoyed about that. Jalen Brown losing the jump ball to Derek White was a little annoying. But Jason Tatum... Go after the ball. It's it's right. Like he, if you go back and watch that play, you can see him watching the play and going away from the basketball, thinking that Robert Williams is just going to get it. You can't do that in that situation. You can't go back and watch it. Um, so that was frustrating. That was frustrating. He he doubles back when he sees Rob doesn't get it. He's too late, and the Spurs already have it. Okay, uh, it's already going to the Spurs in that in that situation. So it's all this foul. Spurs go to inbound, and then this is the play everybody's going to want to talk about. Um, I think it was Jakob Pertl inbounding. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I, I jumped right on after it happened. I believe it was Jakob Pertl who just like, I don't even know what happened, threw it right to Jalen Brown. Like he was inbounding to him. Like I want to go back and watch that play. I mean, my goodness, you could not have thrown a worse inbound pass in that spot. He could not have possibly thrown it to the Celtics, any cleaner, it was like he might as well have been playing for the Boston Celtics. He threw it right into the hands of Jalen Brown. And when that happens, my immediate thought is, what the heck is going on? How how did how did Jakob Pertl just throw the ball directly into the hands of Jalen Brown? Like what what what's happening? So what in the confusion, trying to figure out what was going on. It was this Pertl. Uh, I think it uh, maybe was this Pertle? Maybe it was someone else. I'm trying to mistake. If you guys have you guys have it in the chat, I need to see. Hold on, let me let me look at this real quick. Uh, let's see here. I don't think this is Pertle. Who is this? Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. Well, it looks like this was. Um, if I'm getting this right, and I hope I'm not wrong here, it looks like this was. Hold on, I want to make sure that this is right before I say this and sound like it. Wait, that can't be right, can it? Who is this? Can someone tell me who this is? 34, it looks like to me. That's who it looks like. Yeah, Jock Jock Landale. Jock Landale. So I don't know why this guy's even in the game. Like he's a he's a backup center on the Spurs. Uh he's played playing 19 games, eight minutes so far this season, averaging under five points a game. Uh, rookie, it looks like he was, was he even, was he undrafted? Oh my gosh, they're coming over from Australia. So one of these guys that the Spurs are trying to pick up out of nowhere. Uh, nevertheless, um, so they bring in, for some reason, Derek White tries to inbound. He takes the timeout. He can't get it in. So they bring in Jock Landale, uh, undrafted in 2018, first year in the league. <laughs> Excuse my, my confusion. But, like, what even was this inbound pass? As I watched it again, too, it's just like, it literally, he could not have thrown it cleaner to Jalen Brown right into his hands. I mean, I don't know what he was even thinking, what he was seeing. He threw it right into Jalen Brown's hands. 
So Jalen Brown drives in, gets the gets the look on DeJounte Murray, kind of, you know, uses his body to give himself some space and just leaves it short. Like it was it was barely contested. Landale came down uh, to try to put a hand up. Maybe Jalen Brown was expecting someone to swat it in more contact. I don't know what was happening, but he just left it short. He didn't put enough on it. And uh, that's it. And the Celtics lose the game. Jalen Brown blows the layup um, to tie it. Um, you could see after the game, he got a hug from one of the Spurs. Uh, I didn't see quite who it was. Uh, it looked like it might have been, was it Bates Diop or somebody else? I can't even see here. No, someone else came over. No, but yeah, Jalen Brown, um, a little bit beside himself after missing that layup. Uh, let's see who this was uh, on the Spurs here that came over to, to greet Jalen Brown after this. Um, yeah, Devin Vassell, the rookie who's been playing really well, mentioned in the pregame, and he played really well tonight. Um, comes over to greet him, dabs him up a little bit, and Celtics lose. And uh, that's how it that's how it all unfolded. Uh, a lot of things before in the game um, to criticize, certainly for the Celtics, their offense should have been better. Jason Tatum was absolutely brutal tonight, um, and they couldn't stop Jonte Murray for uh, for the life of them. Jonte uh, Murray had a great game, so I want to talk about all that. But we'll get into the chat first as I saw this thing uh, kind of slid down. I'll try to keep that up uh, while we're doing the show here. Okay, um, let's see here. Uh, Land frustrated, saying, "Come on." Um, KC, wow, KC, right off the bat, um, KC, wow, that is, that is incredibly brutal, um, saying he cost you 5K, 5 grand by missing that layup, that is, uh, it's a tough 5 grand, KC, that is, wow, that's tough to lose, uh, if you weren't frustrated enough by the loss, imagine your KC losing 5 grand, uh, Land saying, Really, that should be an easy win. Should be. Spurs are, you know, fit, what were they, before this game, 14 and 22 on the season. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Like, this has been the story for a month now. The, the Celtics losing to just bad teams. And it happened again tonight. <sighs> Gregory saying, uh, Casey, there's just no way uh, that that happened. Not even believe in the story. Xavier saying, just a JB missed layup, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, ha- who And who else would you want at the basket, right? In that spot. Like, who else would you want with the ball? You couldn't have possibly gotten a better look. Feeling it all night long, making shot after shot, riding off his 50-point game last time out, 80 points in the last two games combined, right at the basket. Clear look at it, and he just missed it. Just missed it. Um, Lansan 352 over in Britain, I'm guessing, and he's just broken. Um Kieran saying this season is a season to get done and then never talk about it again. Feels like there's been a few seasons like that now at this point, Kieran. Um, uh, if they don't know which play you're talking about, Kieran, maybe the Tatum play I was talking about, but yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm all saying Robert Williams has no skill. Undersized center can barely catch a ball. Can't shoot. Uh, we get a stretch big. Uh, the team's problems are solved. So um, look, uh, it's, it's way easier said than done. Um, there are so many things that a center is required to do in today's NBA that make it so difficult to find somebody perfect to play that position. Okay. You want a center that can shoot, but you also want a center that can, uh, play defense. Not only that, you want a center that can protect the rim because you want a shot blocker there, but you also want somebody not, who's not just a shot blocker, but can guard multiple positions and switch out onto guards, okay? And then on the offensive end, they need to pass. They need to be able to shoot. Um, they need to be athletic. They need to be able to uh, do all this stuff that a center in the history of the NBA 
has never been asked to do before. Uh, they need to be seven feet tall. They need to be big enough. They need to be strong enough to guard Joel Embiid, but quick enough to guard Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like the things that are asked of a center in today's NBA are ridiculous. It is ridiculous how much people expect from centers. Okay. So you say, Anmal, you say that you want someone that can shoot. Likely, uh, most of the stretch bigs in the NBA can't defend a lick or aren't athletic. They're not going to be as athletic as Robert Williams. They're not going to be the shot blockers that Robert Williams are. They're not going to be the versatile defenders that Robert Williams is. So all of this stuff like that Robert Williams gives you, um, you have to you have to accept that that's just the type of player he is. And you're not going to find the perfect center. Okay, if you do, you win an NBA championship. All right. But that, like, you can only ask a guy to do so much. You can only ask a guy to do what he's good at. Robert Williams is good at a lot of things, and he can play well in this league. But he's just not that type of center. If you want that type of center, that's fine. But you need to acknowledge and realize that there are things Robert Williams does well that you're looking past that this other guy will not do. And then you remember, look, think back. Think back for me. A few years ago, what were people complaining about? I want Nerlens Noel. I want DeAndre Jordan. The Celtics need a guy that's a lob threat that can block shots and that can rebound. You got that. You have that now. You have a really good version of that in Robert Williams. And now what are people saying? I want a guy that can shoot. I want this and that and the other. You're always going to want something different, especially if you feel like, uh, well, the grass is always green on the other side. That, that we can, like, all we need is this one piece. No, all we need is not this one piece. The Celtics need a lot right now. And Robert Williams is far from the biggest problem on the team. Far from it. And, the like, that's just that's just the nature of the league at this point. You, uh, you know, I had to hear for, for years that the Celtics lacked this rebounding shot-blocking presence. Now they have it. They're worse than they were when they didn't have it. Now people are going to tell me they need something else. Okay, but just recognize, I'm, I'm not going to say you're totally wrong. If you want to say the Celtics would play better with a stretch big, maybe, yeah. You know, it's kind of hard for, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to, to drive the, the lane when they don't have a stretch big. I think that that's, you know, reasonable. I think that's a reasonable thing to say. But, you know, then, then don't complain to me three years from now when the Celtics have that and you're saying they don't have a guy that can block shots and rebound, okay? Um, it's gear saying, uh, check DM uh, for the vid. I'm not sure what uh, video it's gear has, has sent me here, but I'll, I'll look it up. Um, oh, this is just the, the inbound pass that, that just happened. Uh, I, I, I did get it. It's gear. Appreciate you. You sending it to me, but I see worldwide Bob tweeted it out. Um, ridiculous. Um, and Maul saying, uh, Jason should have done a better job on the last play of being prepared for the two on one, uh, for the tip. And that's an interesting point. You know, I'll go back and look at it right now. Um, because Jalen Brown shot it. Let's see with, uh, let's see how much time that they had here. Jalen Brown left it, um, up there for a long enough time. Jason Tatum was, was nowhere to be found. If anything, it's a little bit on Robert Williams who timed his jump a little bit early. It looks like, and didn't want to get an offensive interference there, but definitely could have put that one back up and in. He was in Robert Williams. If you look at it again, was in prime position. I'm not sure where Jason Tatum was on this play, um, but he was nowhere really to be found. I guess he was on the wing. I can see now. Yeah, Jason Tatum was right in front of him. And uh, yeah, Jason Tatum almost got in his way even while he was driving to the hoop. 
Um, if you go back and look at it, Jason Tatum uh, almost crashed into Jalen Brown and then just retreated out to the wing. So Tatum could have been in there too. Robert Williams is ultimately the guy I think you want there for that putback game. He's a little bit more talented at that. Um, he just he didn't do it. Um, Julian saying Jake Lansdale is a really good player. Um, I don't know what you mean by really good. Look, there's been plenty of undrafted guys uh, that have been okay in this league. Um, but it looks like from, from the looks of it, uh, Lansdale is um, one of the, what is, what is he, the, the ninth guy off the Spurs bench. And the Spurs are one of the worst teams in the NBA. So, and he was undrafted. This is his first year in the league. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Lansdale is, actually, I was too generous. Jake Lansdale is uh, the, who, uh, who's, uh, Landale, whatever, is, uh, you spelled his name wrong even. So that must be how good he is. He's uh, 14th in minutes per game on the Spurs. He is, um, he's averaging what? Under five points per game, undrafted his rookie year, and he's on one of the worst teams in the league. And you're saying he's a really good player? I'm sorry, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Um, uh, Lance and do you live in Boston? Uh, I don't right now, actually, I don't, but I do live on the East Coast. Um, Ben saying fire MA can't say it enough. Also, what in the hell, uh, was that end where we had a chance to go, uh, for a two for one, waited five seconds for the shot clock, uh, to mark the floater. So I was talking about that earlier and now I see that there was a, a super chat. So I get, I should get to first, uh, Derek, um, uh, putting the super chats in, in the chat, um, saying what's going, uh, to be in the Celtics fan. Uh, they are trash. MA has to go, um, screw the Celtics. And the Boston teams, I'm done. Uh, and saying, I'm done with this trash team. MA has to go. He is a horrible head coach. The Seas could have been uh, a dynasty. I'm done with the Celtics. So, um, Derek, I, I get your frustration. I really understand it. Uh, look, if you had told me that the Celtics would be in the position they are in today, four years ago, you know, after that Game 7 Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron James, I would have thought you were crazy. I would have thought you are insane. The Celtics have set themselves up for the next decade plus. Like they are going to be a really good team for a really long time. And then it all came crashing down one by one. It's one of the most disappointing stories in all of sports over the last, you know, of the 21st century. Really, tell me a team more disappointing than that 2018 Celtics team. Like, give me a team that 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 underachieved to the level that they underachieved. When you talk about the fact that you had Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier. Like, I, I, it's just, it's frustrating because... It's almost as if all those guys failed to realize the opportunity that was at their fingertips to be a historically good team if they would sacrifice for each other and they were just too selfish. And it's all deteriorated from there. So as much as I disagree with the trade Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum uh, uh, whole thing, right? I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree you should break them up. I think that's silly. Part of me almost feels like, wouldn't it be nice for a fresh start? Wouldn't it be nice to just clean slate, forget the past, and just start anew? And whatever happens, happens. You know, maybe you're the Memphis Grizzlies, or maybe you're the, 
I don't know, Denver Nuggets, and you never win a championship. And maybe you're maybe you're the Mike Connolly, Zach Randolph, Marcus All, Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Maybe you're the 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 Indian Pacers with Paul George, and then, and then you fall apart there. Who knows? Pick a team. You know, maybe you're you're the Chicago Bulls with Derrick Rose. But isn't it like better than this? Like right now? I don't know. I, I you know, I'm starting to to lose faith. And it's it's becoming frustrating to continually get your hopes up and say, maybe this will maybe the team will be about, you know. It feels constantly like there's always a reason to talk yourself into the team being on the brink of turning it around. And they continually disappoint you. And I I understand why people like Derek are saying, MA has to go, and I'm frustrated. I'm done with the Celtics. He says, he says, I'm done. I mean, you know, and can can really like can you guys can you guys blame Derek for saying he's done? Can you really blame him with what we've all had to endure uh, with this team over the last, you know, year, two years, three years, four years now, four years now? It's been nauseating. It's been painful. I mean, it's been too much. It's been too much to to ask of fans, really. The Celtics have asked of people, and it's it's uh, it's incredible. So, Derek, I don't blame you. Um, anyway, back to, back up to the, the comments a little bit higher up, um, talking about the, the two chance for a two for one, wait five seconds for the shock block from Marcus floater. So I talked about that at the beginning of the stream. I'm sure some of you guys saw it. Um, but what happened there, and I'll, I'll go back and even, even double check it. I believe what happened there was that Jalen Brown was driving the basket, looking for a shot and got cut off. Okay. So Jalen was. I mean, I suppose, uh, you know, making the decision there of I'm not going to get a clean look and we're better off kicking it out. You know, would you, I like, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Ben. Like, I would rather have two for one. As I see another super chat, we'll get back to it. I got to go to the super chats first. Mandate from, from Evan um, saying Phillips would have been, uh, would have been the better head coach. At some point, Jalen and Jason will be asking out and who could blame them no free agent will come to boston uh this team is pathetic we were loaded with talent um okay so the whole thing about jalen and jason asking out um i don't know you know i look at this point they are so i don't want to say deep but like how much longer do each of them have on their contracts i think jalen has two years left after this one off the top of my head and uh, Jason has uh, he has four years left after this on his contract. I think he might have a player option though, so maybe it's three. If he opts out, I don't know if there's like even a point in opting out. I feel like they'd probably just ride it out and sign elsewhere. If anything, like uh, you know, I it's um, but uh, you know, as far as Billups, I don't know. Billups, look, it's not exactly going well in Portland right now for Billups. Okay, so if you wanted Billups. I don't know what to tell you. I think Cassell may be the guy that you can say maybe they should have got him. Uh, he didn't get hired, and that's still an unknown there. But Billups has kind of failed as a head coach. I don't know, Derek, you can you can tell me why uh, you feel like Billups was the right move despite what he's doing in Portland. I'd be interested to hear what you think of what he's doing in Portland considering you'd prefer him in Boston. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what the argument right now is that, that Billups is some, some missed commodity that they could have had. Um, 
saying no free agent will come to Boston. This team is pathetic. Uh, we were loaded with talent. Yep, you you were, and and I don't know. I don't know. I I don't. I can't predict the future. I can't tell you if free agent is going to come here. Can't tell you if Jalen and Jason are going to force their way out of here. All I can tell you is is about the present, and right now it is it's pretty ugly. It's it's really ugly, and uh, it's uh, there's there's uh, not much you can do about it. There's not much you can do about it unless unless you just want to restart and start from scratch. All right, um, and, and as far as the the other stuff about um, this team being pathetic, I mean, yeah. It, does does anyone disagree? Does anyone disagree with Derek that this team is pathetic? I, I think we'd all agree with that. I think this team's been pathetic for for some time now. I don't think that's a new development. Um, so Derek, I think you, you're pretty much spot on. I, I think that everybody would agree with you wholeheartedly that they feel like this team is, is pathetic and that it's, it's not been good enough and that they're, everybody's uh, disappointed with, with what they've kind of turned into at this point. Um, all right, back up to the, the comments, uh, the two for one. So I'm looking at it now. I blamed, uh, initially I blamed, um, Jalen Brown and I said, Jalen Brown was the one that, that did that possession. Wasn't Jalen Brown? It was it was Dennis Schroeder. So Dennis Schroeder walks the ball up the court. There's 41 seconds. Okay, so if you shoot in 10 seconds, you'll get a seven second difference. So Schroeder, uh, Schroeder drives to the paint. Actually drives past Dejounte Murray very well. Dejounte Murray, good defender, bigger than Schroeder, longer than Schroeder. And we'll get into Dejounte Murray's game. Um, but Schroeder rejects the screen, gets right past Murray, and it's actually. Um, a great rotation by the Spurs. Devin Vassell comes over, rotates perfectly to cut off Schroeder, and Murray immediately, from the looks of it, and I'm just double-checking, looks like he immediately runs to Marcus Smart to, to stop the breakout pass or the kickout pass. So a nice play, a really nice play um, by, by those guys, uh, the Spurs, to, to cut that off. Um, because really what Schroeder had there was drove to the lane, gets cut off, immediately looks for the dump off to Robert Williams, um, Williams didn't quite handle it. Jakob Pertle dropped it off, and Williams had to kick it back out. Okay, so as much as I agree with you, Ben, that they should have gone for the two for one, it wasn't really there unless you wanted Schroeder to force up a a wildly contested layup, which I guess you could argue he should have and tried to draw a foul at least. And Robert Williams definitely wasn't shooting once it was dumped off to him. So they kind of got got baited and got screwed into taking this Marcus Smart layup, which again wasn't the worst shot they could have had, right? It wasn't a fadeaway contested three by Smart. It was a layup at the basket that ultimately wasn't that contested. All right, so um, so I don't, you know, I, I again, like I said before, I, I didn't hate it. Um, uh, Sean's saying, can anyone with DVR access or replay of the jump ball in the fourth quarter? Murray saves it and does he? I believe his foot was completely out of bounds, still with the ball. I didn't hear or see any reaction from anyone. So I was actually wondering about that, and I looked at it briefly, um, Sean, but I didn't see his foot out of bounds. I looked at it. It looked to me like it wasn't out of bounds, but I'll look at it right now again for you as I'm watching it. Um, so Derek White saves it. Murray tips it. Can't quite handle it. Um, you know... It's hard to see, Sean. It's hard to totally see because uh, the fans are in the way, right? Like the fans are blocking the vision of his foot. If you go back and look at it, the uh, the fans in the front row make it so that you can't really see that foot. To me, it looks like 
on first glance, like he probably saved it clean. Um, I'll see if they show a better angle of it. Um, but I don't think we're going to get one here yet. No, I don't see one here at all. Um, they're not showing a better angle. I'll try to look at the initial, um, the initial video of it again and see if that provides something different. But unfortunately, Sean, it looked like that wasn't the case. Again, my problem on that play is more so that Jason Tatum wasn't more aggressive going after the ball. Um, I'm going to have to say he saved it clean, but I don't really know. I guess I, you know, as much as I get on Jason Tatum there, I guess I didn't acknowledge the fact that it does look like, and I couldn't really see it on the first replay of it, that Robert Williams actually tips the ball with his fingertip and redirects it. So I got a little too, too, I put, got, put a little too much on Jason Tatum for that one. Um, because Rob Williams did redirect a little bit, but it still doesn't quite look like he was going after the ball. So um, it's gear getting more on Tatum saying his body language did not look good tonight. And uh, yeah, it's gear. It, it didn't. And, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you know, it looked like Tatum was, uh, I mean, I don't want to say that, I don't know if it was COVID. I don't know what it was. It doesn't seem like he, he wasn't saying that he was really affected by COVID. He said his practices were fine, but he, did, he, he wasn't good tonight. Didn't play well. Um, it, you know, it was the, it was a lot of ISO ball. I saw a lot of people complaining about the ISO ball again. And, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't what you needed from Tatum tonight, especially in the game where, where you need that offense. So Mike saying Boston, uh, did not, uh, look hungry and got to be a hungry team. And they are not land saying, I'm sorry. If, uh, you get Beal, we will be a great team. Um, We'll see. I don't know. I hope they get him next offseason. I pray that they get him next offseason with the way this is going. Um, Ben saying, uh, not at all. It's become so hard to watch these games for me, saying about uh, whether you blame um, Derek for for giving up on the team at this point. It's gear. It's been um, hard because of COVID and injuries uh, have created so many excuses, and some might uh, be somewhat valid. And it's hard to say this team is a TPE caliber player away from being a contender. yeah, it's, you know, that's true. I, you know what? I, actually, Iskier, I love that comment. I really do. Because I feel like that has become a crutch and an excuse for the Celtics' bad play at times. That, well, COVID, well, injuries, well, this, that, the other. Like, you know, and, and people have started to go away from it. It was more so in, re, in past years, you know, last year a little bit, injuries in previous years, that, that people were just giving the Celtics these excuses. And... It's always made it hard to evaluate them as a team. But, you know, even in, outside of that, you have to. You know, you, you can't just keep giving a team excuses and never try never really acknowledge what they are. Um, so, I, you know, I, the, the Celtics aren't a good team. And that's, that's at the end of the day. I think people are finally fed up enough to not care about the fact that um, – that the Celtics are, uh, you know, that they're, um, you know, that they're missing guys because of COVID and this and that and the other. They're just like, they're, they're just fed up. Like, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Derek and Derek and uh, Derek, Derek both times. I, thought, I didn't realize it was Derek both times um, uh, with, the, with the super chats. Um, but um, yeah, uh, Derek, like Derek said, he's been saying he was fed up. And, and shout out to Derek tonight for the, for the $20 worth of donations. Uh, trying to get to all the chats guys. But if you, if you, uh, do put a donation in the chat. I'll try to get it to it a lot faster. Um, sometimes I miss it, and I apologize if I do, um, because you know I'm trying to run through all of them, and I miss the thing at the top. But I uh, try to get them as quickly as possible. But shout out to Derek because uh, it does does help out the stream a lot. But uh, like I said, I try I try to get all of them as fast as possible. 
Um, but uh, as far as saying the TPE player, it's gear. I wanted to touch on this. So this is, opens the opportunity to do to do it because Dejounte Murray played excellent tonight. Excellent, and a guy Dejounte Murray that you've heard linked to the Celtics, right? People have linked Dejounte Murray to the Celtics, saying that would be a great player for them to target. Um, he would fit so well here. This and that and the other. I mean, games like tonight are exactly why you would love to have DeJounte Murray on this team. And it's exactly why you're not getting DeJounte Murray on this team. I mean, 20, what did he finish with? 22, 12, and nine, and three steals. Like DeJounte Murray, man, he was, he was nasty tonight. And he, he killed them. He, I mean, and he kept getting the switches onto Robert Williams. And, and uh, I think it was, was Mannix on the broadcast uh, that, that kept saying, you know, you, you can't keep putting Robert Williams on DeJounte Murray because DeJounte Murray's toasting him. And you got it. You got to get away from this matchup. And uh, DeJounte Murray kept exploiting it and kept saying the Spurs are going to keep going to this. Uh, DeJounte Murray is, you know, this, this you know, DeJounte Murray's going to take this all day. He's a good shooter, all this stuff. I actually, I didn't mind it. Like Robert Williams theoretically should be able to switch on to guards. Did a nice job against Chris Paul in the Phoenix game when he was switched on to him. And Dejounte Murray's like a bigger guard, so it, you know Art Williams should should be able to hang with him a little bit. Not tonight, you know. I and again, I didn't I didn't have a problem with them switching on, him onto him. I just think Dejounte Murray was that hot tonight. Dejounte Murray was just that good tonight. He was feeling it that much, and that's that's what happened at the end of the day. This was probably I I mean. I wanted to say this was one of DeJounte Murray's best games of the season, but this is just who he is. He does this a lot. He does this uh, so, so much. Um, he's had, what, 10 double-digit assist games this season. He's had uh, double-digit rebounds in 12 games this year, um, and he finished with nine tonight. Um, so I don't know. How many games has he he had at least uh, 29 um, and, and 10 in? Uh, I need to I need to double check that. I need to need to get the math on that. Let's see. Ten assists is what he's had the the fewest amount of times. So let's see if I can do that math real quick. One, two, three, four, and one, two. Looks like that's just two. And so statistically, at least, it's one of his. Uh, you could say four best games, five, four or five best games of the season. I don't know what it would bear out as, but. He was he was nasty tonight. So Dejounte Murray, uh, shout out to him. He was he was fantastic and hard to imagine the Spurs are giving that guy up. I wouldn't. Would you? I I wouldn't give Dejounte Murray up if I was San Antonio. This guy's way too good. Uh, and I was thinking this too. I want to throw this out to you guys. Um, and I'm just curious in general. And I'm I'm not really like I'm I'm just I I don't know. I just want to know how people feel about this guy right now. Okay. Because I think maybe the answer would have been different, you know, five years ago, six years ago, whatever. But I, I wonder what you guys would say. If you were sure that he would coach, let's say, five more seasons, okay? Let's even say six. Let's say six. I like six better. Let's say you were you were absolutely certain, you were guaranteed he would coach your team for six more seasons. Would you trade... I want to know you guys. You guys tell me in the chat. Would you trade Marcus Smart for Greg Popovich? Would you? I, I was, it just popped into my head. Random thought. 
Maybe it's stupid. I don't know. I just want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Would you trade Marcus Smart for Greg Popovich and fire Mayadoka? If you were sure he would coach six more seasons. Because I know like the retirement thing would be a big thing. Let's say you were certain he would coach six more seasons. He gave you his word. He guaranteed he'd be a coach for six more seasons. I just want to know because I'm curious how you'll feel about Greg Popovich. I, it popped in my head when, when they talked on the broadcast about Tatum having a relationship with him and saying he regards him as one of the best coaches ever. And, you know, certainly he is and yada, yada, yada. But, but what do you think of Greg Popovich right now and what his coaching ability is right now? Would you trade Marcus Smart for that? Just, I'm, just, I'm just wondering. I'm wondering what you guys would say. Uh, it just pop, popped in my head. So I want, I want to hear what you guys would say about that. Um, let me know in the chat. Ray saying, if they played with heart throughout the whole game instead of only the last six minutes, uh, they would have won by 15. Oh, no offensive rhythm and no offensive rhythm. Um, look, I, I mean, I didn't know that they, I mean, they played with a little bit of heart in the last few minutes. It was just, I mean, they, they just, they couldn't get uh, a stop on Jante Murray down the stretch. So that was, that was frustrating. And then it went cold for a little while. And the only person that could score was Jason Tatum. I mean, that, that was the, that was the only guy getting, getting buckets tonight. Uh, the rest of the team was absolutely brutal. I mean, uh, and I said, I, I met Jalen Brown. I don't know if I said Jason Tatum, but Jason Tatum was, was, was atrocious. Was, it was atrocious. And I don't know. You can blame COVID if you want, but he was, he was bad in this one. Uh, six of 20 was Tatum. Uh, Marcus Smart, I guess was okay. Al Horford, uh, not bad again. Two, two of seven. Uh, shooters. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I honestly, I, I'm not sure what it was because both of these teams, are two of the highest scoring teams in the league. Uh, not, maybe I should say both. San Antonio is. I don't know. I, I forget what the Celtics rank, but I'm surprised the game was as low scoring as it was, uh, considering that that fact and the fact that um, Boston didn't turn the ball over a lot. Uh, they didn't miss too many shots. Um, they just they didn't get to the free throw line much at all. They they only shot nine free throw attempts in the entire game. So maybe that's part of it. It was it was just ugly all the way around. It really was. Um, Mike saying. Uh, Boston got the right players, but the coach doesn't seem uh, like he can put players um, on the on the right uh, time in the right situation. Um, so it seems like a lot of people don't like Ime. So that's why I want to know the answer to that Popovich question, because it seems interesting. So I want to know what you guys think of that, that idea of bringing Popovich here if it costs you something like smart. Uh, saying if Brad Stevens was coaching, I think it would have been a different outcome. Maybe. I mean, you know, if you, if you just like Brad Stevens, maybe you'd want it back coaching. I, you know, it's tough to... Stuff to gauge that. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I brought it up when Emi Adoka was hired. I brought it up when any coach would have been hired. And I'll say it again. If you're Emi Adoka and you're hearing stuff like this from people, which and Mike isn't the first person to say this. So you are hearing the, the town media people say Brad Stevens should be the coach of this team. Brad Stevens would do a better job. Brad Stevens would have done this. Brad Stevens would have done that. I said at the time that getting taking this job and having your the the guy who used to have the job always watching over you, and not only that, but people making that the, the whole thing of questioning you. Well, he would have done this. He would have done that. And also wondering, is this guy ever going to? come back down and just take his job back and just want his job back, like Pat Riley style? Like, is he just going to say, you know what? I want to coach this team. You're fired. Like, how do you think, mindset-wise, 
that would affect Amy Adoka. And I wonder if it's affecting him right now. I wonder if it's affecting his ability to coach this team properly. I just, I, you know, it, it seems like an awkward situation. And I wonder if we don't truly know how awkward it actually is in the building. Because I feel like it, it, it should be. I mean, how would you feel if, you know, you uh, went into a job as, a, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a, a, a clean example of something like this, okay? Let's say um, you went into a job as, I don't know, somebody give me a, a good example. Like, let's say you went into a job as a pilot or something. I don't know, whatever, just throwing something out there. Let's say you were a pilot. And the one of the old pilots, the old pilot of this plane, he's the flight attendant. And he's just like watching how you're doing. I don't know. I, watching how you're doing the whole time. And you're wondering, is this guy like, is this guy going to want to like fly this plane? Or like, I, and he's critiquing and everybody. And the whole time, the passengers on the plane are saying, there's, a, there's other guy. This, this guy would fly this plane better. You're not flying the plane like this guy would have. This flight attendant would fly the plane way better than you're flying it right now. You don't know how to fly this plane right. You suck at flying this plane. Make, bring this other guy back to fly the plane. Like, I, I don't know. To me, it's just an awkward situation. Um, Derek, uh, shout out for, to Derek for the donations earlier. Derek's saying, uh, Billups is working with less talent right now. Uh, we have a lot more talent than they do. Jalen, Jason, Marcus, Rob Williams, the Popovich head coaching tree hasn't uh, hasn't been a good one. So um, Derek, sure. Sh- I, you know what? I might even grant you that, Derek, that yes, it's less talent. But the Trailblazers are worse, right? So let's not compare the Trailblazers to the Celtics, Derek. Let's compare the Trailblazers to the Trailblazers. They've regressed drastically. This is their worst season in years. Years. I mean, you know, Billups is doing a worse job there than Terry Stotts did. So why should I think that Billups would be better here? Like, he's he's kind of made the Trailblazers worse. He's made Damian Lillard worse. Like, he doesn't seem to be helping those guys. So I, I don't know. That's 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 my opinion on that. Um, Ray saying that uh, it's a player issue, not a coach. Uh, you win games with heart and focus. Hence, us beating the the beat the other day, getting uh, us getting beat up the other day by a bunch of G leaguers. Ma's mentor is one of the best coaches in history. It's not Ma. So fair. It still still seemed like right that a lot of people liked Ma on the Nets, on the Sixers, um, even on the Celtics. That a lot of people liked him, and that's part of why they brought him in. It seemed like it was more of a thing of him building those relationships and him being close with players and players liking him and he, him being a players coach. And it's supposed to have improved the morale of the players and made them want to try harder. And it hasn't. So do I blame MA for the fact that that the players aren't responding the way people thought they would to that the way that Brad Stevens thought they would to him bringing MA in? It's not necessarily that MA is coaching, not coaching the team the way Brad wanted him to. It's more so that the players aren't responding to having M.A. as their coach the way Brad wanted them to. Um, it's Gear saying, at some point, the Celtics have got to make a, uh, a risk, somewhat risky trade. Even if the trade doesn't work out, uh, they can be much worse than they are right now. Uh, it, it's Gear, what kind of trade are you talking about? Give me an example. Are you talking about a Marcus Smart for Buddy Heald trade? Are you talking about a Jalen Brown trade? Because those are two very, very different 
risky trades in my opinion. Um, so I need to know. Like I, I still don't want to trade uh, Jalen Brown. If you're saying Mark Smart shake it up, I'm, I'm probably in at this point. Um, it's you're saying for a second I thought you were going to say trade for Doc Rivers instead of trade for Greg Popovich. Um, Chris saying about the Popovich idea, it's not the coach, bro. It's a collective of the talent and rotations. Okay, uh, good to see your guys' thoughts on that. Uh, Levi saying, absolutely done with this team. Uh, sorry, but so frustrated with this team. Um, echoing what Derek's thoughts were earlier in the stream. And once again, I'll throw those up there again because Derek made the donation. So shout out to Derek um, for the donations tonight. Derek, shout out to you. Um, but guys, it's been uh, about 45 minutes. I think that's going to do it for tonight unless you guys have anything else to throw in there. Um, and look, this was supposed to be the start of a, of a good month, a month where you're going to start winning. And uh, Ray saying, first time listening, shout out to you, Ray. Uh, filling in for Ev a little bit this month on the post-game stream, so you guys might see that a little bit more. I don't know. Um, it's going to be on a game-to-game basis. Um, but uh, shout out to you, Ray, for the, for the compliment. Um, but as far as the Celtics go, this was supposed to be easier schedule, easier games, Spurs, Magic. You have the – you throw it back to the Timberwolves even, okay, that game and the Clippers game. Like those are those are four games that were against four of the worst teams in the NBA. Four of the worst teams in the NBA. And you went one and three and won the one win by the skin of your teeth because your star player had to drop 50 points. It's embarrassing, it's pathetic. It's all of that. I encourage you guys to turn the TV off. Who wants to watch this right now? Who is enjoying this season? There's no way this is as good as they can be. There, there's no way they're giving their full effort every night. That is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I hope they're embarrassed. I hope they know how pathetic it is. One in three against those four disaster train wrecks. And the Clippers aren't totally that, but they didn't have Paul George. They didn't have Reggie Jackson for for, for that. They didn't have Reggie Jackson. They didn't even have Reggie. And we know that Kawhi, too. Throw him on the list. Why not? They don't have their three best players. The Timberwolves didn't have their two best players. But Magic didn't have Cole Anthony, and you barely won. And tonight... San Antonio. Tonight it was San Antonio. And they had DeJounte Murray. Oh, so it's too tough. Too much. They have DeJounte Murray. They're not missing their star player. How are we supposed to beat this team? They were, what, 12th in the West coming tonight? 12th in the Western Conference? (sighs) I don't. I don't know why any. I don't. I. I mean. I. I don't enjoy watching this. I know you guys don't enjoy watching it, and something needs to change. Something needs to change because it's not okay. It's not okay at this point. And I. You know. I'm surprised Evan isn't here now. I. I. I you know. I. I, I would have gave him the floor tonight. I would have let him say trade Jason Tatum tonight. It would have been his night to do it. But what more can you say? Um, it's gear saying, if you guys enjoyed the stream, be sure to leave a like, all that stuff. <laughs> and a great comment to end it off on. Rather watch the Cam Newton Patriots. 
That's pretty good. It's gear. I might make that a poll. I might make that a poll. And I might even give you a shout out. It's gear. I might even give you a shout out for that one. I'll try. I'll do my best. Um, you know what? It's gear. I will. I'll do it. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much for uh, coming out, uh, hanging in for the stream tonight. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you after the next one. I guess hopefully it's a win. But if it's not, uh, I don't know if you'd be surprised at this point. I don't even know if I'd feel anything at this point. You know? I'll leave you with this. It's a TikTok that I saw um, tonight that I think illustrates the uh, the feelings that I have right now, uh, or the mindset I have right now quite well. It said, um, it said something like, she told me she knew I was an anesthesiologist because she didn't feel anything. That's how I feel right now. I don't feel anything. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time.